This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Good morning, my dear listeners. Thank you for tuning in again to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your hostess, master coach, and emotional fluency expert, Lisa Carpenter. And this is another episode in the car, which... Again, I don't love recording these in my car. However, my commitment is to get an episode out to you guys each and every week, regardless of circumstances, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So I have to figure out a way to make it work when I'm not sure if it's going to work. So how many times in your life have you set a goal for yourself or said you wanted to do something only to find that life lifes you and pretty soon you've forgotten about your goal and you've been swept up in whatever is going on in your world, right? The circumstances, the kids get sick or the husband needs you or I don't know, something happens at school or work or, you know, there's some sort of catastrophe going on. And this is, this is life. This is life. So it's a really fine balance. And I want to acknowledge this, you know, most of the women that I work with, and this includes myself, we are so good at over-functioning. We are such high functioning people that not only do we want to juggle all the balls, but we feel like we should be able to juggle all the balls and do it really well. And hey, toss me another ball because I'll pick that one up too. And this is where we can get into self-deception because the key to actually achieving anything really well is to do less better. But this takes some practice learning because we get something out of being busy. And I've talked about this in uh, previous episodes, none of which come to the top of my head right now, uh, but I'll try and put some in the show notes to reference them and you can go back. So this high functioning, over functioning, and especially when, you know, shit hits the fan, so to speak, that's really when we can go into high functioning because it's way easier to go into high functioning, over functioning and do all the things than it is to sit in the emotion, whether it's frustration, sadness, fear, worry, you know, whatever it is you're experiencing. Uh, overdoers, this is, this is why we overdo because we are really in avoidance of feeling our feelings. So it's a practice in learning how to slow down, how to tune into what you're actually experiencing and not numb it out by these type of behaviors or food, alcohol, 
right? There's a whole bunch of different ways that we numb. So the reason that I am recording this, it's actually Sunday and I'm in my car. I just left the gym, which is usual for me. I get up and I get it done early because then there's less chance of life sweeping in and taking me away. My show is a priority. If you've been tuning in, you know I've got a show now in seven weeks going back up on stage. So that's a priority. And in order to get to point B, I have to be as committed as possible to the steps in the process to get there. Now, it's not about doing it perfectly. I'm doing my best. I'm, but you know, I've got to say, I truly am nailing everything that my coach wants me to nail. So I'm really proud of myself for that. But I've also, I've been very honest about the fact that I've created a tremendous amount of space for me to do this with a high level of success, right? So this is what I'm talking about, the doing less better. I'm not juggling more balls. I'm, I had to take an honest inventory and look at where I could put things down so I could create space for this. So even in doing that, my dear listener, life is still going to life. So I don't live my life, you know, on the edge, afraid that something, you know, the other shoe is going to drop or a catastrophe is going to happen, which many of you do. I may even be talking specifically to you if you're constantly worried about, you know, something that may or may not ever happen in the future. And don't even get me started on how much time we waste worrying about stuff that's probably never going to happen. So really bring yourself back to the present. Just stay with me here. But I know I don't need to worry about what may or may not happen in the future. And I also know that life is going to happen. I also trust myself that when life happens, I will figure it out. And I want you to really hear that. Because if you're listening to the podcast, you're like most of my clients, which means you're high functioning, highly capable, and you're the person that everybody turns to when life lifes. So what makes you believe that you need to worry about what might happen when you know darn well, if something happens, you'll figure it out, right? So we don't need to to waste our time worrying because you will figure it out. You always do. You always have. I want you to think about that. Every time something has gone down in your life, you've figured it out. It's all worked out. You've come out the other side. If you're listening to this, you've come out the other side. You're still upright on this planet. You won. So why I'm recording this on a Sunday. If you've been following me on social media, you'll know that my oldest son uh, shattered his collarbone on Thursday, Thursday night. So, well, me and my hubby were down at the drugstore looking at the very pathetic uh, remaining, the remnants of Valentine's because we don't really do Valentine's. We actually forgot about it, but we like to get the kids a little something. So we were at the drugstore picking out the scraps of what was left of Valentine's Day um, treats. And we get a call from my son's friend saying that at rugby practice, he had broken his collarbone. So this was just a practice. And unfortunately, there was no glory in this injury. He wasn't scoring the winning championship try. 
Uh, he literally, it was a practice. I think he may have possibly been showboating a little bit, dove into the, I think they call it the end zone to touch the ball down. Uh, and, you know, he just, he didn't tuck and roll the right way, broke his collarbone. So we ended up down in emergency on Thursday night. It ended up that they, you know, they really couldn't do anything at that point in time. So he went on a wait list for surgery and we came home and we had to be back at the hospital at 9 a.m. the next morning. Now, obviously, my son breaking his collarbone, this is not the most convenient time for this to go down. But I also still have a choice about how I want to show up, the boundaries I'm going to set, how I need to take care of myself, how I can make him a priority while also still making myself and the things that I've committed to a priority. So that's what I did. The next morning I got up, I went and got my cardio done quickly because I was not sure if I was going to get my weights done. So I had to make a call on which I could get into the gym and most efficiently get done. And I also had to acknowledge that I was really feeling a lot of emotions. It's not easy when your kids get hurt and it doesn't matter if they are 19 or eight, they are still always gonna be your babies. And I needed to really acknowledge how I was feeling. So to go into the gym and get my weights done really wasn't gonna work for me. So I made the decision that I was just gonna go in, do some light cardio, allow myself to just kind of move some energy because I'm a highly kinesthetic person, which means I process the world through my emotions and through actual motion, right? So when I'm, when I'm talking, when I'm walking, when I'm moving, that really helps me be present to my emotions. Now, I could have gone into the gym and done like sprints trying to avoid my feelings. So some of us do exercise to avoid feeling our feelings. These are the over-exercisers. Uh, that that was not what was happening for me. It was just literally a, you know, getting my energy to move. But part of me wanted to just go into full over-functioning. Part of me wanted to not feel my feelings. Part of me wanted to just completely shut down. But I had to acknowledge what I was feeling. So I went to the gym, got my cardio done, came home. He's, you know, poor guy, highly medicated, (laughs) highly medicated. So he's, you know, comfortable. And then I just got into the kitchen and I put together four meals for the day because I didn't know how long I was going to be at the hospital. Now, this is what I mean about not allowing circumstances to take over. It would have been really easy for me to go into that, again, worry spiral. Um, And, you know almost like we can get into this anxiety ridden place and lose complete focus over what was important for me as well. So this is, this is what I want you to hear. You can have multiple things going on in your life, but you don't have to let go of one to put all your attention on the other. I can still show up and be an amazing mom and support system to my kid and still stay committed to my goals without pushing right? Without being a jerk face to myself, without being hard on myself. It's how simple and easy can I make this when circumstances are not super simple and easy. So long story short, we ended up going to the hospital. He didn't have surgery. 
Uh, it's Sunday and he is now going in for surgery later on today. So again, you know, I didn't know if he was going in for surgery today. So this is what I mean about life, lifing. I'm literally having to say, okay, what's, what's now? What's next? So I'm not holding my breath. I'm just trusting that we'll take it as it comes. So I'll go home, I'll get organized, I'll get him organized, and we'll get down to the hospital for noon. And he'll go in for surgery. And I'm going to be present with how I'm feeling because it's a big deal. I've never had a child go in for surgery. Uh, and I definitely am feeling the feels about that. I don't think any mama wouldn't feel that. You could probably hear it in my voice. I know he's going to be okay. And it's still okay for me to acknowledge these feelings of, um, gosh, what am I feeling? Uh, there's just, there's a sadness here. I think there's always a little bit of a, a fear, right? Fear of, of, it's just the unknown. This is the humanness, right? This is the humanness in me. So I can acknowledge this and not spiral down into a place of worry and just simply say, like, I love my kid. I wish he wasn't going through this and he's going to be going through this. And there's going to be so many more lessons I'm going to be sharing with you guys, um, you know, through his healing journey and, uh, you know, the how I have to, how I'm choosing to show up for it. So the bottom line is. In your life, you get to choose how you are going to show up for yourself. And I want you to really look at how you're allowing your circumstances to knock you off your feet and take your focus off of the things that are really important for you and taking your focus off of you being important. So even in the midst of all of this, I can still make a commitment for showing up for myself. It's not either or. It's an and. I can take care of him and I can still make me a priority. I had a conversation with him. I let him know, like, so this is what I have to get done. And when is it the best time for me to go? Do you need anything? I Here's my phone. If you need to text me, you can text me. Let me know. And I will turn around and come home for you. He knows, right? So it's this communication that we have. And that's key is communicating with the people that you love and letting them know that you're there to support them and letting them know what you also need so that you can show up as your best self. And, you know, I have another example of this, and I think, I believe I talked about it on a podcast episode in the past, but when my son was playing hockey, sitting down and having a conversation with him and saying, like, what games do you really need me to be at? Because those are the games I'm going to be at, but I'm not going to be at every game because it's important that I'm also taking care of myself. So it doesn't serve us both if I'm just sitting there watching you practice. I'm going to go take care of me because it's... It's not just about me taking care of me. It's also what I'm modeling for my children. So if you are constantly throwing yourself under the bus because you're wanting to like love on and care for your kids 24-7 and there's nothing wrong with that, but understand that you are modeling to them that it's not okay to care for yourself and that 
the only thing that's important is that we care for everybody else. And we have to show our children, especially our girls, not saying that our boys aren't important too, but especially our girls, we need to break this martyrdom um, story that we carry around, that all of our worth is in how we love and care for others. Well, putting ourselves and our own needs aside. So you get to have both. So I want you to really look at and ask yourself the question, what is it that I really want? What is important to me? And it doesn't have to be going on stage or growing a business. You know, it could be something simple, whether it's, you know, losing weight or wanting to make more money or just wanting to have a couple hours every day to read your book, go for a walk. But I want you to look at what are the things that are important to you that you want to make non-negotiable in your day, in your week, in your month. And make the commitment that regardless of circumstances, you're going to figure it out. You're going to work it out. So regardless of what goes down with my son and his recovery and all the things we're going to be navigating, I will figure it out. I will figure it out. So I'm going to sit down. We'll have a conversation. I'll look at my schedule. Where else can I create ease? Because he's going to be off his feet for eight weeks. How ironic that I have seven weeks before my show, right? Not exactly the most convenient time for your kid to get broken. And it's all going to work out. And I truly believe that when these moments happen, they are happening for us. This is here for me. What is it here to teach me? What is it here for me to uh, be curious about? What is he going to learn? Because at the ripe old age of 19, he's getting a lesson in it doesn't matter what your plans are. Be adaptable. Be adaptable. Because at any moment, something could happen that could significantly change your life. But how can you show up and still make yourself a priority? How can you show up and still find the positives? How can you show up and acknowledge the suckiness of it, right? Feel your feelings. This sucks. How can you show up and be present to all of it, but not let it derail you from feeling good in your life, right? He's going to be off work for eight weeks. He's not going to be able to play sports. He's a highly extroverted kid who is, you know, currently couch surfing and holy, When he's home, he eats a lot. So even food prep, I've got to have way more food cooked in the house because he's constantly in the fridge looking for stuff. He is a big, he's a big guy. And I hadn't realized because he's always out and about and doing his own thing. I hadn't really realized like what kind of food consumption a 19 year old man child can go through, right? So there's a lot of being adaptable, and figuring it out. So I am headed home. I'm going to have a quick shower, head to the hospital. Uh, If you want, I would love it if you would hop over to Instagram. You can follow my stories. I'll let you know how his surgery goes over there, or I'll give you an update on next week's podcast. Make you a priority. And if you are really struggling with letting circumstances like (laughs) grab you by the ankles and like fling you around in your life and you're really struggling with making yourself a priority 
I really want to encourage you to hop over to my website, lisacarpenter.ca, and apply to do a single coaching session with me. It is amazing what can transpire in a single hour that will have significantly more value and profoundly shift how you see the world. It'll have way more value than the financial investment you make, right? If you're looking at it going, oh my God, can I do this? What is it costing you in your life to not look at how much life is taking you out and how much you are continuing to be a martyr and not making yourself a priority? What is that costing you? How different can it be on the other side? So head over to my website, schedule an appointment to work with me. If you have problems getting on my schedule, by all means, send me a direct message on Instagram or on Facebook, and I will get back to you or simply email me. I'm a lot more accessible than people realize. Just a normal human over here doing my human thing. Uh, And I look forward to getting to know you better. So until the next episode, thank you again so much for tuning in. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, I would so greatly appreciate it. I'm going to be reading out some of the reviews I've been getting in future weeks. And one of the most important things that you can do for me, and I would be so deeply grateful, is share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your colleagues, with your coworkers. Share it because the more we can get this message out, the more I can support other women just like you shifting how they're seeing the world. And I truly believe that if women, as women, if we can get out of our head trash, if we can actually get grounded in our lives, all the impact we will have on this world. But as long as we're up in our heads, in judgment, in perfectionism, letting life run the show instead of taking responsibility for how we want to be present in our lives, that diminishes the impact that we get to make. And we have a responsibility not just to ourselves, but also to our future, future generations to break these patterns of behavior. So until next time, my dear listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And I appreciate you being here. I'll see you on the next episode.